know Silas said, yeah, boy. He's excited about it, I can tell. Amen. All right, Ephesians chapter number 5. Ephesians chapter number 5. I begin to read with verse number 25. Ephesians chapter number 5. We're going to begin to read with verse number 25. We're going to look tonight, like y'all remember the last time, not last Sunday night, but the Sunday night before, I preached on the kind of wife every husband needs. Y'all remember that real well, don't you? Everybody remember that? All right, well, good. All right, well, tonight we're going to preach and we're going to look at the kind of husband every wife needs. All right, the kind of husband. You say, well, that don't suit me, it don't fit me, it don't matter to me. I'm not married or I'm not a husband yet. Well, you will be maybe one day, so you might want to listen. Well, it don't fit me. I'm a young lady. I ain't going, I'm not married. Well, it, you might want a husband one day, so you might ought to listen. All right? <clears throat> might ought to pay good attention. And uh, there's things about this that when we preach these and we talk about these things, I don't want you to think because I'm preaching them that I have arrived because I have not, okay? I'm still full of mistakes. I'm still full of, of, of problems and, and, and things, but it doesn't, just because that I'm guilty of something doesn't mean that it does not need to be attended to and mentioned and preached about. As a matter of fact, most of the time when I preach, I preach to myself before I ever get to y'all. Most of the time I have to deal with it myself before I ever get it to the pulpit so I can preach it unto you all. So... Now, there's nothing's changed tonight about that. It's still the same. It's a very important subject on the kind of husband every wife needs. Ephesians chapter 5, I'm going to read beginning with verse number 25. We all ought to know the scripture. Ephesians 5, verse number 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Heavenly Father, Thank you tonight for the preaching. Thank you for the privilege to preach the Word of God. Now, Lord, I don't want to take it for granted. and Lord, I don't want to take you for granted. I pray you'll help me, dear God, do justice to the things that needs to be mentioned this evening. God, bring to my minds the things that I've read and the things that I've studied. Help me, Lord, to deliver the Word of God with power and in demonstration, God, of the Holy Ghost of God. Pray, Father, that you would have in your way in this service, I pray you'll speak to the hearts of men and women alike. I ask you, dear God, that you would just take over here in this place. and God, you'd make preaching easy. Lord God, you'd help us to be sensitive to the sweet spirit of God. Lord God, who knows what you can do, and even in a service tonight. God, you could possibly say something that might, uh, might uh, cause a lost person to see their need of a Savior. God calls them to be born again. God, forgive me of my failures. God, help me to live up to what I preach tonight. And I'll be careful to praise you, Lord, for I do love you. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated. 
very familiar scripture we've looked at here this, e this evening. How many times have you heard those verses read? Husbands, love your wives. There's a comma right there. It's easy for a husband to love his wife. It's an easy thing. If that's all it said, then that'd be enough, wouldn't it? That'd be, I'd, well, that'd be, we, we can do that. I can love my wife, preacher, but he didn't stop there. And he told us in what manner that a husband ought to love his wife. He said, even as Christ loved the church, notice this, and gave himself for it, that he sacrificed himself for the welfare, for the spiritual welfare and the well-being of the church. It's what Jesus did. Bible's teaching and saying that men, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. What did he do? What, are, what, what does that mean? That means you should love your wife with a sacrificial love. A love that means you'll give up yourself. Amen. You'll give up your will. You'll give up your intent. You'll give up you and being you. That's one of the hardest things for men. Is to give up themselves. I know that. I are one. We uh, we like to hold on to us. We like to hold on to our. I'm not saying to give up your masculinity for God's sake. Don't nobody leave here and say I'm saying that because I'm not. But I'm saying giving up your will and giving up your life as being an individual because you are no longer an individual. You too have become one. The husband that a wife needs, let me say this, it is essential in every godly home. Now, it's not essential in a home, but if you're going to have a godly home, now, do you want a godly home? That's the question to begin with. Do you want a godly home? Are you content with being at war? Are you content with being in friction and being at, at, at odds at all times? Or, or would you rather have peace in the home and, and contentment? Would you rather have the joy of, and happiness in the home? You say, preacher, I just don't believe that can happen. It can't. It can't. As long as your will is more important than God's will. It cannot and it will not happen as long as you think more of yourself than you do of her. It will not ever happen as long as you think more of yourself than you do the will and the purpose and the desire that God has for you. You see, in this situation of a husband that a wife needs and how it is essential in a godly home, there's uh, characteristics that have to be developed uh, from a husband toward their wives. Uh, we got to change some things about ourselves. Amen. You wasn't born. You wasn't born a husband. All right. You got to learn to be a husband. You know what? People spend an entire lifetime not understanding and never coming to the reality of what a godly husband really is. They think that they they become the boss and that bossing is everything that is needed and everything that's required. Well, 
if the home is to be what God wants it to be, then there's going to be some characteristics that change with the husband. There's going to be some things that that you you put your you, you put your flesh down with. Because remember that it's not going to be her that's going to give an account of God, give an account to God for the home. Did you know that? You, you've heard me say that enough by now that you know that is a fact, don't you? That it's not the woman that's going to give an account to God for how the home is conducted. That it's going to be the man. The first thing we want to look at is a husband, first of all, needs to be a spiritual minded leader. Not carnal minded, not worldly minded, not earthly minded, not motivated by things of carnality, but motivated by the things of God. <clears throat> can I just tell y'all, anybody can be a boss. Y'all with me? Y'all being real quiet. I don't like that, okay? Y'all got to help me. Y'all hollered about them women, so let's holler about the men, okay? You women, at least shake your head, okay? I, I, I ain't going to call you out of order. I'm going to say amen. I'm going to help you, okay, if I can. Please shake your head. I'm not going to let them get on you in here. All right, okay? So let, let's, uh, let's, just, let's just come to reality and say this, that, that, that a husband that is, that, that the husband that every wife needs is a husband that is spiritually minded. Now, anyone, as I said, can be a boss, but, but one has to work on being spiritually minded. Uh, you're not, you, you, that's not a natural thing. That that's not a common thing. That's not something that, that, that happens even on the day that you get saved. That don't mean that you, just because you're saved doesn't mean that you're spiritually minded. It means that you're saved, but you still have to deal with some carnality in your life. You still have to deal with flesh in your life. You still have to, uh, to deal with, with, with putting your will aside. But, uh, and, and being a, a spiritual-minded husband it's more than just being the boss of the house. We like to say, well, I tell you what, uh, bless God, I'm the boss, I'm the, I'm the head, and you're going to do, and you ought to do what I say. Well, that ought to be so as soon as you do what God says. As soon as you do what God says to do. Keeping the family grounded and directed towards serving the Lord is a good deal. Wouldn't you think about that? Wouldn't you say that one of the greatest things, one of the greatest uh, 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 things that would be accomplished would, would be for a man to look back in his life when he comes to the golden years, and as he looks back, he sees that, that what he's done in his past with his children and with his family, that he still has them marching in the same direction with God, he still has them uh, walking in the way of the Lord. And boy, I tell you what, that I, I'd say that that man would be a successful husband, a successful father, uh, when, uh, when, when we could look back in our lives uh, in the years of, of, of bygone days uh, and we can see that our families have been directed in the direction of the Lord and that they're serving him not, uh, not because 
uh, that daddy no longer is making them uh, making them serve the Lord, but now they're serving them, her serving the Lord of their own accord and of their own will. And because they're in love with the Lord, because they had a daddy that was in love with God, and because they had a daddy uh, that marched to God's drumbeat and didn't worry about what the world had to say. Oh, friend, listen to me today. Every wife needs a husband uh, that is a uh, that is a spiritual-minded man. Priorities must be taught and shown by the leader. <clears throat> There's got to be priorities. I, I'm sorry I'm old school. I, I, I'm not sorry, but I'm sorry that you're offended by it if you are. I'm sorry that, that people today seem to have a different idea of faithfulness rather than, than, what, the, uh, than, than what God's Word talks about faithfulness. I, I'm sorry that today that that, that seems like that we have excuses that we think are acceptable unto God and God would be well pleased with uh, in our life, uh, that really God doesn't mean for us to be uh, faithful to the house of God. Really, God doesn't mean for us to be faithful uh, to our families. Really, God just wants us to provide for them, and he wants us to give them their wants and their needs, and that's all. A friend, if you don't give them two nickels to rub together, but if you can give them a Christian home, you gave them more than, any, any, than, 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 than they could ever spend in their life if you have conducted yourself and been a spiritual leader. A spiritual leader will see that his family gets spiritually fed. Oh, God, help me. A spiritual leader will, will see to it that his family gets spiritually fed. Well, preacher, I see that my family goes to church and that's good. How many times do you eat a week? Y'all still here? How many times do you eat a week? Quite a bit. What happens if you don't? probably wind up sick, wouldn't you? Daddy, one of the hardest things in, 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 in my life has been the fact of sitting down faithfully with your family and sharing the Word of God with your family. If there's anything the devil will fight, he'll fight that in your home. He'll fight that. I'm glad Mama can have secret and family devotion with the kids. I'm very glad for that. But it does not remove your responsibility, sir of giving your family the Word of God. Here's the thing. Well, my family's grown. Mine is too. My children are gone. Mine are too. But we still, God help me, we still need to take time to share with our spouses the Word of the Lord. 
we still need to take the time to sit down around the Word of God. And a spiritual leader will see to it that his family gets spiritually fed. Sir, can I ask you, have you faulted in that area? I'm not saying that to anyone's shame this evening. But I'm saying today, here, tomorrow's another day. And by the help of the Lord God in heaven, we can change things on tomorrow. Most of the time, our, our wives would love to sit down with us and for us to read and expound on the scripture with them. You ain't got I'm not saying preach a three-point outline. I'm talking about discuss the Bible. Use the Word of God to the advantage to feed the family. A wife needs a husband with the Joshua 24 mentality. And that means it. We all like to say it. We've even got it hung on the walls of our houses. But Joshua 24 and 15 Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Those were not just words and empty promises. Those were not just, uh, just uh, vain words that were spoken to fill up a page in the Scripture. But that is the mind and the heart and the condition of God. That is the will of Joshua that God had placed upon his, li upon his life. That as for me, my house. You realize what Joshua was having to say when he said those words? That we will serve the He wasn't just speaking for himself, Brother Joe, but he was speaking for Miss Joshua. And he was speaking for the little Joshua's running around, or however old or big they were. He was speaking on their behalf, those that were still in his home and still under his care. He said, we're going to serve the Lord. There's a lot of things. We times we let things go on in our homes with our children that we fail to, to call out and fail to, we, we, we want to sweep them under the rug and therefore the Lord can't be served in that and can't be worshipped in that because we're condoning the sin in, in their lives. And how the, a wife needs a husband. That's spiritually minded. Well, preacher, I made mistakes. I know I did too. But just because we made mistakes does not justify that we would condone other mistakes. How many of us would say today we're spiritually minded? Number two, a wife needs a husband who makes her feel needed. <clears throat> a wife needs a husband that makes her feel needed. She is not just your property. She is much more useful than just for one purpose. I know that men and women are emotionally different. 
It's a very evident thing. Men seem to have, well, just leave me alone. Leave me by myself. I'm perfectly okay. Right? A lady, a woman, a wife, she needs to know that you need her. And sir, can I say this to you this evening? You really do need her. The Bible said, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. Amen. I really need her. That she is, she completes me. She completes me. And and sometimes I I, I take that for granted. How about y'all? You take it for granted? Well, I'm going to tell you, if I didn't have her sometime, I don't know where I'd be today. I know some of you think, well, I'd I'd be better off. No, you wouldn't. You'd be lost as a kid in the candy store. You wouldn't know what to do. Because I'm telling you that when God made marriage, he made it right. And when he said you two are one, he didn't mean just on occasion. But he meant every time. And, And she's necessary for you in your life so that you can be successful. And she know, needs to know that you need her. You know when a lot of men find out that they really need their wife? When they don't have her anymore. I've, uh, I've dealt with men that have mistreated their wives and, and families where wives have been mistreated and abused and and finally they had enough and they said, I'm done, and they're gone. Nothing I can do or say. God don't. I, I know God. I, God ain't ain't for divorce. God ain't in divorce. But they, they finally they say I'm done, and they're gone. And I, and I've said it. Grown men who I'd never seen cry before, and listened to them cry and moan and wail because they had taken their wife for granted for so long. Don't you wait till it's too late before you realize how much you need her. She needs to know that you need her. She needs to know that she's appreciated. She is not just your property. She's not. No more than you're just her property. She's your wife. She's part of you. She completes you. She is your help me. No, you're not her help me, but she is your help me. And what you need to understand today is that without her, you would have the biggest mess that you could possibly have. Well, you may want to try me and see, but I wouldn't recommend that. She needs to know she's appreciated. Number three, a wife needs a husband. Y'all with me? Y'all listening? A wife needs a husband that enjoys spending time with her. That enjoy, I didn't say that spend, I said he enjoys spending time with her. 
Oh, I got to go spend time with the old lady today. Now, that ain't, that ain't enjoyable. Don't get me on the old lady subject neither. Okay? That'll be a dedicated time to sit down and enjoy one another. I was intrigued several, several months ago, a year or so ago, uh, Brother Moore, Brother Rick Moore, and uh, Brother Roland, he had an old deacon there by the name of Brother Roland. Brother Roland couldn't hear it thunder. I mean, he, you go sit in church when he's singing. He'd come here some when Brother Rick was preaching in, in camp meeting, and he'd be the loudest person in the house. He'd go to hollering amen, Brother Roland would holler. He was the loudest amen around. I mean, he was, uh, he loved his preacher. I heard Brother Rick say this, ain't but I don't know but one person that he loved more than he loved him. And that was his wife. Brother Roland was nearly 90, nearly 90 years old when he passed away last year. Maybe a year before last, a year, year or so ago. One thing intrigued me about Brother Roland. His wife is still alive, by the way, down there. But every Friday night, he loaded up Miss Roland. Hey, guys, she's got a name. It ain't Miss Roland, but I can't call it right now. But, oh. Miss Leola. Put Miss Leola in the car and they went to the Sonic. And they had a date. That every Friday night, they had a date. Now, before marriage, you court. After marriage, you it's legal to date, okay? It's legal to date after marriage. You go ahead. But they'd go down to Sonic and they'd, they'd spend time. They, they was nothing, Brother, Brother Rick would tell you, there was nothing that he would, they would allow to come in between. That if there was, if there was no, other than church or the Lord's bit, there was nothing that was allowed uh, to, to, to come in front or, or to detour from that time they had set aside. You know what? Dating ought not stop at the marriage altar. It ought to start there. Y'all being real quiet on me right here. If you're guilty, just say over me and shake your head anyhow. Because I'm telling you that, that our marriages can be a lot better if we'll listen. And if we'll take what, what's being said and if we'll know that if we want our wives to be something special to us, then we ought to want to be something special unto them. It's a two-way street, buddy. It's a two-way street. Lord, never let anything or anyone come in the way of spending quality time with your wife. And let me say this, arguing and fussing ain't quality time. Lecturing her is not quality time. Demanding it's not quality time. But you ought to learn what interests her. Ecclesiastes 9 and 9 says, Live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest all the days of thy life of thy vanity, which he hath given thee under the sun. All the days of thy vanity 
For that is the portion of this life or in thy labor which thou which thou laborest under the sun. Live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest. Wife needs a husband that enjoys spending time with her. Number four, a wife needs a husband who accepts her as she is. You may not like all of her qualities. First Peter chapter 4 and verse number 8 says this, Charity covers the multitude of sins. It's not your responsibility to change her. Y'all hear me? Sometimes we think that that's our responsibility. If she don't see things the way, oh me, if she don't see things the way we see them, sometimes we think it's our responsibility to change it, and it's not. Character changing is the work of the Holy Spirit. You pray for her. Don't constantly remind her of her flaws, but you pray for her. If she has trouble with obedience, don't constantly bash her about that, but, but you just lead by example by being obedient to your head. Why would you expect her to be obedient to you, you being her head, if you're not being obedient to your head? Who is Jesus? You do that, then you leave the rest up to God. If she's not as spiritual, you just lead her in the direction of being more spiritual. You say, I'd really love for her to be more spiritual. Show her how. Show her how. The Spirit of God will do the changing if the husband is the spiritual leader he should be. Number five. A wife needs to know her husband understands her in areas of her limitations. She needs to know that he understands that she's not perfect. Needs to listen to her. How many of y'all are guilty of when she talks that sometimes you just tune her out? That's just such a, that's the quality of a man somehow. Or I don't understand it. But we good at that. Oh, there she is just there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You may not say that because you're scared she'll throw something at you. But in your mind, that's what you're thinking. There she is, rattling again. Sometimes we, do, we need to stop and listen. They're not always wrong. <laughs> as much as we like to think we're always right, sometimes we're not. We need to stop and listen. We, you know, not only do you need to listen to her, you ought to pay attention to her. Sometimes you may be able to help her. You may see something about her without her ever saying anything. You may see that she's struggling in some way. May be able to be a blessing in that way. Be observant is what I'm saying. I got a little test. 
going to give, going to do. I'm going to call two or three of you up here. Come on, Chico. You knew you was coming. Come up here, Chico. Come here, Bradley. Come on up here. Chico, you stand there and face the wall. Don't you look back that way. Come on, Bradley. Face the wall right there. <clears throat> All right, Dave, you come on. Face the wall right there, Bradley, right there. Don't look back. Don't don't look back at all. Neither one of you. None of you. Testing. One. Come turn this up, Will. Yeah, Will, you good thing you up there in the balcony right now. Yeah. Come on down here, Will. <laughs> Come on, brother Will. And uh Y'all, how's that wall look? What? Brad looking at the floor. <laughs> it's just a little test. Come on, Troy. I want to watch you sitting back there for. Come on. I'm going to bring these young guns up. I'm going to leave you older fellas there because I ain't going to mess with y'all too much. But these young guns. <laughs> All right, I got to. I got a question. If your if your husband's up here, will you please stand up? If your husband's up here, please stand up, okay? And just stay stood up. Now I call Brother Mark up here first. Brother Mark, won't you do something for me right now? Tell me what Sister Kayla's wearing right now. Uh, uh, blue, blue and yellow shirt. <laughs> and a black skirt. Give him five. That's all right, buddy. You did all right, son. Brad? <laughs> Pretty sure she's wearing a dress. Um, actually, she's wearing a black sweater top with a flowered dress. All right. Good job. Good job. <laughs> she's wearing her victory T-shirt from church. Victory T-shirt from church. And a skirt. And a skirt. Anything else? Yeah, okay, that's all. Okay. You did all right. You're right. She does have a pink shirt on, too, or a pink jacket on, too. All right. Will knows. I hate, he's all right. What about you? You ain't got to ask me. But she's probably wearing one or two of her, two of our children to start yeah. with, and she's got her hippie shirt on. Yeah, you kind of looking back that shirt. way, too. And you don't look back that way. With a, she got her <laughs> den denim skirt. I knew what she was wearing because yeah, I okayed it this morning. Uh, a blue and black striped shirt with kind of tan in it, black skirt. Okay. Good job. Y'all surprised me. You did. Go sit down. Y'all, you ladies, or give them five when they get back there. Okay. Y'all, they, they, they did pretty good. Uh. Somebody would say, "Boy, I'm so glad they didn't ask me." So glad they didn't ask me. You see, and what I'm saying is sometimes we just need to pay attention to them. They need attention paid to them, and they need to know that they're loved. And You need to know also her limitations. Know her limitations. You know what 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 7 says? Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them. Notice this right here. We... we Dwell with them according 
to knowledge. Dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. Dwell with them according to knowledge. Know them. Y'all got me? You understand what I'm saying? Know them. Is she always tired? Why? Is there something you could do to make it where that she's not always so tired? Is there duties that you might could relieve her of? Know her. Dwell with them according to knowledge. Do you, do you need to stop doing something yourself that might be stressing her? Well, preacher, you don't understand. My wife has a tendency to overspend. Well, you protect that. You protect it. My wife's gullible. Well, what about her friends? If she's gullible, if she is likes to gossip, then you limit her friends. I mean, preacher, now you getting off on? No, I'm not getting anywhere. There's you. You ought to know who her friends are. Amen. You ought to know who her friends are. And I'm going to tell you, they, and she's my wife, and I don't have this problem, thank God. Uh, but but if, if she was running with some, some lady that, that was, her, like my grandpa said about my mama, her tongue was tied in the middle and loose on both ends, she wouldn't, she wouldn't run there long. Sometimes you've got to be the husband, but you've got to know, you've got to pay attention. As her leader, you need to know and care about Every area of her life. Every area. That's what a wife needs. That's a, what a kind of husband that she wants. She wants a spiritually minded husband. Any of you wives not want a spiritually minded husband, will you raise your hand and let me know so I can quit talking to you? Wouldn't you, love, wouldn't you want your husband to be spiritually minded? You young girls that are not married yet, you ladies that are not married, let me... Do you want a husband that's carnal-minded or do you want one that's spiritually-minded? You ought to want one spiritual. You ought to want one that's in love with God, that loves God's way and go, loves the things of the Lord. You ought to want one that, that looks at God greater than he looks at you. You say, those are hard to come by. I know. It's also hard to come by young ladies that think that way. You be one. Lastly, a wife needs a husband who will help her realize her full potential in the Lord. Do you know that your wife can be used in the work of God? I'd hate to think of where I'd be today, y'all, without my wife. I'm just, being, I'm just being honest. I'd hate to think about how I'd look before y'all today without my wife. I'd probably like a psychedelic light. I need her. And you need to help her 
understand that, that she can be used in the Lord's work. Don't be a hindrance to that. Don't be a hindrance to that. As, as her husband, help her realize that there's a gift that she has. God's gifted her. There's teaching. There's gifted teachers. You might need to help her realize that she's a gifted teacher. There's some folks that can just witness to people. Some ladies, I've seen some ladies that, that don't blink an eye, Brother Mike, of telling somebody about Jesus. That is a gift, I'm telling you. That's a gift. There, there are some ladies that, that are always doing for others, that have that gift of charity, love. 1 Corinthians 13, that, that gift there. There are some that can comfort others and are always there when others need comfort. I, I, when I said that, there's some people that come across my mind in this very building today. When somebody needs comfort, they're always there. You help them realize that gift. Don't you put down on that gift. Don't you minimize that gift. But you help build that gift. You help it be available. Oh, what a blessing. What a blessing they are. There's the gift of giving. You know that's a gift? There's some folks don't have it. Hey, some of you rob God. Amen. Some of you rob God. And there's some that give everything, like that widow that gave her mite. All she had. And she loved giving. There's folks that love to give. There's organizers. There's more of those here. That's a gift, by the way. Organizing, preparing, and there's the gift of offering mercy. When others around see, they think, well, they're not worthy for mercy. There's those that can step up and say, I'll offer you mercy. I'll offer you mercy. All of those gifts, those different ministrations that the Bible talks about, are available. God's not going to call a woman to preach. Like what that preacher said, ain't no such creature as a woman preacher. I say amen. Right? It's not going to happen. But there's other things. Everybody ain't got a preacher. Every man, listen, we got the idea today that if a man gets real good and spiritual and going to serve the Lord, that automatically God's going to call him to preach. But that's not so either. Matter of fact, I, me and the Lord have been talking here lately about some of that. I, I, all, everybody that gets on fire around here, it seems like they go to surrender and think they got to preach. Everybody ain't got to preach. God's called you, that's a different thing. God can use some people that's like a Aquila. Wasn't a preacher, but he was God's man. Priscilla, she wasn't a preacher's wife, 
she sure still loved the Lord as her husband. Sir, don't ever discourage her from using the gifts that God's given her. A wife needs a husband that will help her realize her full potential in the Lord. Not saying, well, that church, I mean, don't be full of All you study is the Lord's work. No, don't do that. You encourage her in the Lord. You encourage her there. Encourage her to be, be more faithful. Encourage her to grow. The whole time, sir, while you're growing yourself, and if you're growing the way you ought to grow, you will not be discouraged because she is growing herself. You might get a little embarrassed if you're not growing. You might get a little jealous if you're not growing. And she is. Every woman needs a husband with these six qualities. Every woman needs a husband that cares, that pays attention, that enjoys, that shares with the family, and invests in the family the things of God. This evening, it's been not very long, but I hope that these few words tonight can encourage us and can help us as men. Realize we're more, we're expected to be more than just the boss. We're to be spiritual leaders. We're to care about spirituality more than anything else. Do you care? Or is there room for improvement? Come on. The husband that every wife needs. Maybe tonight. Angel comes to the piano. Maybe tonight you might be here and you might say, well, preacher, I just need to get with God and ask him to help me. That'd be a good thing to do. Be sincere about it while you're doing it. God, help me to be the kind of husband. God, help me to be the kind of daddy. God, help me to love my wife and to treat her the way she deserves to be treated. God, help me to lead in the right direction. God, help me. I need help. No showing of weakness by acknowledging that you need his help. But there's weakness when you fail to acknowledge that you need his help. Father in heaven, help us tonight, I pray. God, I pray that you'd Bless and as you take this message and I ask you to forgive me of my failures and my faults and my sins and my wrongs. And God, help me that I can do better in my life. May God to be the kind of husband that my wife needs. Lord, change the parts of me that need changing. Help me, Lord, to be faithful to you through it all. God bless our church and help us. I love you in Jesus' precious name.